Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. This week we're going to be previewing Cavan against down in round two of the All-Ireland qualifiers and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by two experts of the game. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with the first one, Michael Hannon, columnist with the Anglo Self, former Cavan player, current Bally Bay player, um, preparing for a senior championship over there, I'm sure, raring to go and upright and early, and he's joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, former Red Hills player, current handler, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, editor with the Anglo Self Sports Department. Boys, thanks William, for coming into the podcast. No problem, uh, Let's look ahead to down, and I suppose... Looking ahead to down, you have to maybe look a little bit back, Michael. You were on commentary with me on Northern Sound for the Wicklow game. And the system that was deployed against Wicklow was obviously for days ahead. Um, you know, Cavan in Brewster Park with 14 men behind the ball, going to be very hard for down to get scores, isn't it? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, well... We we still don't know how good this fourteen men behind the ball is because because it was Wicklow that they played against and Wicklow didn't have a lot of quality from from midfield up. But yeah, you're gonna imagine that 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 Cavan should be able to keep the score down. Um, but I'm I'm, I'm like I, I made this point in my article after after the last game. Their, their defensive system hasn't been stress tested. We just we we really don't know. Like we saw what they did. They brought an extra three players back. But the actual structure that they have when they get there, it's it's yet to be seen if it's if it if it's going to work and what shape they have. You know, it was just men behind the ball rather than uh, having clear defined roles. You know, like when a team is doing something good, it becomes obvious what what it, what they're doing. The patterns can emerge. But as you look at Cavan the last day, it just it's a bit hard to kind of make make head nor tail of what it was. Other than let's get fourteen men behind the ball here. Did did Wicklow create more chances than you'd have liked? Way more in the second half. Um, they had a they had a fellow playing centre back in the first half that I was shaking my head at. Was it was he um, Dean? Dean something. So, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. six anyway. Yeah, and, and they pushed him up. They pushed him up, and he was he was breaking through from from the centre forward position creating loads of trouble like he didn't look like the cousin of a footballer in the first it didn't look like a defender anyway he yeah. was rushing up like a rugby player might rush up and people were slipping by him and they moved him out of there maybe out of necessity and second half he he, he created loads of trouble going through and Wicklow tried to they kept kicking ball into into Stafford and full forward like ball that you know it was the quality wasn't great. No, the quality it, was A lot of it was Gary Owen style, and what I mean by that, it's it's up and right back down again on top yeah. of the target instead of floating to land in the in the area above the target. Yeah, and it was giving Cavan full back full back line loads of time to to position themselves to attack the ball, uh, and which they dealt with very well. In they fairness. did, yeah, but they had like it, w- it was a case of breaking ball, and then you had fourteen men to pick up pick up the breaks. You know, you mm. had so. Like it's not a really a viable attacking option to to persist with. Like maybe once or twice, but by my count, they, they did it fourteen times and mm. only once did the ball. Then when the time the one time the ball stuck, 
Wicklow got their goal from it. Um, but it didn't even stick. Yeah, it but came it loose, hit the ground, and it was a Wicklow person that got it. And it was, and it was a left foot that that I'd say Stafford uses for standing on more than kicking. Yeah. But the, the point is, it was the only time it broke, and it didn't land in a in a Breffney jersey. Yeah, true enough. So, uh, yeah, look, will it be low scoring? Uh, I don't think it'll be that low scoring. I think Down will run the ball all right. They'll, they'll create enough chances, but it's not going to be. 10 points to 9 like I think we're going to get do you know what the spread mm. is Paul you might. I'm not sure what the spread is but I know uh, Don O'Hare is out for down so okay. well, then it might be lower scoring then. that's <laughs> huge because he's a quality operator isn't he yeah yeah. he is a, he is a good footballer yeah did he, he kick 4 points the last day was it yeah for, against Donegal yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a top Harrison, scorer Harrison and O'Hare scored 7 between them in the league game between Cavan and Down. I think it was <laughs> was maybe 3 frees in that so Mm. You know, take O'Hare out of it. Like, would you agree that that it'll be low s- or it won't be low scoring, considering forty men behind the ball for Cavan, all of the injuries? Well, the injuries that Down have, the fact that it's in Brewster Park, tight area, very hard to get space to get a shot away. I I just see it being very low scoring. Would you? I, I agree because Down have one of the best defenses actually uh, in the national league. The only teams that had a better defensive record than down in, in Division 2 were the two promoted teams, Cavan and Roscommon. And uh, Roscommon were only one point better. In the, I think they conceded 105 and down conceded 106. So down really didn't concede very much at all. And maybe that might have been skewed because they only they only conceded seven points against Roscommon, um, right. which was unusually low and might have skewed it a wee bit. But over seven games, um, their defence is pretty... Like, you know, to be relegated with the third best defence is, is unlucky. So I'd imagine... With O'Hare out, they probably won't score terrible much, but they won't concede terrible much either. So, I would agree. Yeah, low scoring. I suppose looking at at the and again, it's Friday morning here. We're, we're we're guessing the team hasn't been released, but there's there's different rumours coming out about personnel changes within the uh, within the team. One rumour is Quevin O'Reilly isn't going to start. Does that surprise you if it happens, Michael? Uh, well, look, Keeving is a victim there of the system that they employed against Wicklow. Like Keeving was probably the best four that Cavan had in display against Donegal in the championship. Then they go down to Wicklow and Keeving's playing in, inside in the full forward line. And it didn't really matter if you had Colin Cooper playing inside in the full forward line that day. Like Wicklow had five or six bodies around the full forward line. Nobody played well in the full forward line from, let's say, the 21 to the end line. From in that area of the field, which Keeving was operating in, nobody was playing well. Aye, so not not to say that your 13, 14 and 15 didn't play well. It was in the uh, area of it, the field. No, nobody played well. Nobody yeah, played well in, in that area. So let's say even, let's say, McVitie was wearing 14, right? McVitie didn't play well when he was in there. But if he came out and got on the ball and was breaking forward from the 45 on, he looked dangerous mm. it was the same with any player nobody played well once they were inside that 21 and had their back to goals like it was just it, it was an impossible task and it seemed to be Keevan's job to, to stay in there and to hold that line so he like it reminds me of, of what Sean Kavanagh had said about uh, about the system in, in Tyrone and how it affected certain players like it's if you're playing this way if you're going to play with so many men back behind the ball it's quite possible that 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 it's going to affect the form of of some of your players who are expected to to hold the line higher up the field. Yeah. What, uh, does, it say, what does it say, lads, about where we're going? When five years ago, Cavan had gone to a pretty low ebb, conceding loads of scores. Terry Highland came in and said, first things first, 
we're going to stop conceding scores and build on it from there. He w- stripped it back, went back to basics, and he brought in the so-called black debt. And you get, a, I think you get a short-term bounce out of a out of a black debt type defence because um, motivation is high. It's a new system, and what Cavan found in twenty fourteen was they stuck with the same system, got a couple of defeats, and suddenly the motivation slipped. And when the motivation slips, it goes back to your column this week, Mickey. It only takes one man not to do his job. Um, with that sort of a mass defence and maybe there's, there's it, holes in it. What, it. what it actually probably says is, and and when in January 2017, I think you wrote the article saying Cavan are in transition. Yeah. It actually says we're in transition and it, and it proves that we're in transition because what Terry did five years ago is completely irrelevant to this bunch of players. Yeah, it's, but it, barring, well, I'm just barring the, four the, or five. The pattern of boom and bust where you... Where you, you we catastrophic defeat against Donegal, can see two twenty. Now we're back to to a, a so called black debt, which we had five years ago, and we all know that that there's no future in that. There's a short term well, bounce to be got from but, that. But, but, but they, they need a short term bounce. Yeah, they need a short term bounce. Like Cavan, Cavan, and while the entire league was going on, we've discussed on this podcast a number of times that they were conceding too many goal chances. So, but you can't, you can't. We, you know we, were, we were open, far too open at the back. They had to, they had to readjust. Now, I know, but you can't. I think they can were you too develop far. a defensive system like that in the space of a few weeks? But he says, they don't, in fairness, and, and I will stand up on this one. They, they wrote. Now, I don't think it was as defensive, but he says last year against Mayo we used that system in the league, and we won. Now it was it was defensive over in Castlebar. I don't think it was quite fourteen players behind the ball, but. It was very defensive because at times in the second half I do remember Cavan breaking and they had no one Nobody ahead, ahead and Mossy Core came onto a ball and he was the highest player. No, but they broke well. And this is the thing about... Def- That's the difference now and I, and I want you to, to go into that one because yeah. Kieran Brady, Garrod, Dara, I think were the three players who against Wicklow broke the line. So yeah. came from either behind the ball or in line with the ball and, and broke the line that, that Wicklow had set up but Cavan need more players if, if this is the way they're going to play doing that they're going to need a lot more yeah like Kieran an awful lot fell on Kieran Brady's shoulders yeah. the, the, the last thing now that could have been him just taking it on but it could have been also two other lads not enough lads were breaking hard enough um, like and this is why when you said it could be a low scoring game like, teams that play defensively can rack up big scores counter attacking because there's opportunity. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it, if, the, if the opposition haven't got a, a defensive system to, to counter your your fast break, then, and a lot of teams don't, they just go out and they get drawn up the field and they haven't thought about what happens when we lose the ball. They don't have any kind of counter press set up to, to work to work against it. Then, then the opposite, it, it, like, if you look at what Dublin did last year against Tyrone, Dublin had a clear plan. When we attack and lose the ball, how are we going to... Uh, Hem thrown in here so that they can't counter attack at, at at speed, and you could see that they created an arc, and if they lost the ball, that arc was maintained the whole way back up the pitch, and the corner forwards had to get to the halfway line. So they essentially just thrown try break 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 break, and they get to midfield, and they still would have fifteen Dublin players to to to, to get by. In which case, it, the ball started going laterally, and the speed went out of the move, and then Dublin were able to let some of those forwards go back up the field. Uh, and 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 set up it in their def- fall into a d- defensive shape. Is a big part of what you're what you're out saying. And and I taught against Wicklow on the counter attack for Cavan. You you call it fast break or the speed trying to stop the speed in the attack. Were Cavan's counter attacks against Wicklow fast enough to really cause enough problems? Like did did we Not see? 
enough times that Wicklow boys were were running facing their own goals at full speed trying to catch the calving ball no like Wick, Wicklow probably um, Wicklow probably didn't commit enough men forward for Cavan's breaks to be to be uh, mm. fast enough okay. so therefore Cavan didn't break fast and they, they probably played it well on the day in that first half in particular that they said right let's just get the ball up and when they got the ball up they said like there's no point like if you break fast you have to break fast the whole length of the field mm. there's no point breaking fast and slowing down when you get to the 45 the key part of the field to introduce pace is when you're crossing that 45 metre line and Cavan, Wicklow kept players back. So when Cavan broke, if they broke really fast, they would have been breaking up to, to being outnumbered, you know, two against five, let's say, when they broke. So what they did was they worked the ball up slowly. And then, and I don't know if this is by accident or design, but th- maybe the players in the field just just read what they what they saw in front of them. But when they, they worked the ball up slowly, crossed the 65-meter line, and then started looking to introduce pace. And when they came to the 45, you could see that, you know, that's when the runners came on at pace, and that's when they introduced... Like, I, I, I spoke before about wasted pace. Yeah. You know, from your own 45 to the opposition 65, that's wasted pace nearly sometimes. If, if they have men sitting back, you're just wasting your energy trying to work the ball as quick as you can to get up there to them. If they already have a load of men sitting back there because they haven't committed them to attack... So it's still it's still <laughs> the ideal design though. While they might have two or three sitting back blocking up those spaces, I still think you're quicker. You're better get the ball up there quicker because they're they're players who are after attacking. Some of them still have to come back to fill up the extra numbers. So if Cavan counterattacked and, and used those between the two forty fives with speed as well as right up to the end that. If you if you committed enough numbers, if you had more than just the three players I mentioned, and they were breaking at speed, that quick hands, ball off the shoulder, ball slightly ahead of the man with the ball, that I think you can you can cut holes in in even if they have numbers sitting back. Yeah, a lot falls in the like. Do you th- did you think the last day against Wicklow that some of those players tired in the second half that had to do all that hard running in the first half? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and Calvin won the second half by a point. Yeah. So. <coughs> yeah, it, it it I I I get your point. It, like it, that, it, you know, it's about using your energy at the right times. It wasn't until I thought, uh, let's say, who came off the bench? Niall Clerken came off the bench. He started. He he actually introduced a bit more pace in that running game. One or two of the subs, that Calvin suddenly looked like they had a bit more energy about them in in, mm. in that second half. Yeah, that, well, it was only after Niall Clerken, Jack Wharton, Donald Monaghan, um, who else, Kia Mackey, all introduced yeah. that, that Cavan actually kicked into life after the Wicklow goal, in <laughs> fairness. It was at that point, and, and maybe it was the fresh legs, maybe they had tired from the system. But Away, away from the tactics board, lads, <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> Uh, of the best, before we blow every every listener out there, <laughs> I just woke up there. <laughs> <laughs> of the best six or seven players on the Cavan team, I, I wasn't at the Wicklow game. Are we could we safely say that they're they're in good form now? Like I'd say, Garoge McKernan, you've got to say, is in good form. Definitely played very well. Had, has had his best championship, total championship, uh, in a Cavan jersey. I thought he was who excellent. Uh, who guest. else are we talking about in that in that key? Bracket, Kieran Brady, if he scored one three last day. Definitely. Darren McVitie, I'm not sure yet if he's at his best form. I thought he it, there was glimpses of 
of how good he is against Man, Wicklow, really. but he, he I don't think Dara's hit top shelf level yet, as in during the league he did, but the injury seems to have pulled him back. I think we could see it this weekend. He's after he's probably now what are we, valuable fit, three weeks, two weeks, yeah, five, six weeks clear from injury. So I'd imagine we'll see Dara McVitie back to full form this weekend, which which is vital for Calvin. Martin Riley I don't think he was at full tilt against Wicklow either. Oh, I thought he played well enough. I thought he played well enough, but I don't think he was at his best. No. Uh, but I, Killian uh, Clark, rumour has that Killian Clark is carrying a knock and might not play, start against Darren. Uh, so there's going to have to be a new... If that's the case, maybe there's, someone's going to have to be drafted in for Killian. Yeah, does, does McGee then go to the middle of the field and you're, you're with Sean McCormick and Brian McGee too? Well, look, at neither are championship debuts, but... In their first year at mid uh, with the county senior midfield together, is that unfair on on lads to throw them into the deep end like that? Maybe if it happens again, <laughs> we're only speculating. Yeah, there's a lack of experience then because mm. Sean, even though Sean is thirty, is he thirty one now? Is he? He's roughly. Yeah, that was was that another championship debut last? It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. and Brian McGee has that was the second game in second game so now he's only 21 or 22 yeah so that that would be a be a lack of experience there in, in midfield uh, well intercounty experience yeah it would be a tough ask on the two boys you're probably going to have to pull Grode McKeown out to the middle of the field to to give you the strength there you know to give somebody a bit of balance on it so it which is maybe Robin Peter to pay a Paul player that, a player that we're missing there is is Mossy Core. I know he retired like mm. he's 34 or whatever but he was a player like when you would have played with him when he first was starting out Mickey you know I think he's a player who improved a lot as his career went on he did yeah yeah no, imagine he, he, how good he'd be now then <laughs> <laughs> you'd be guaranteed that like for this game you'd be guaranteed to give you real a good 45 minutes yeah. Action anyway, you know. Yeah, and, and and power plays in fairness to him because yeah. his his work rate was always his and experience. The, the standout game for me with with Mossy Core I think was against Galway three I, years ago. Game that Unbelievable game yeah. over in Galway. He he was just and and he was that was his first game of the league that year and had come in against a good Galway team. That was a Galway team managed by Kevin Walsh. You know, knew what they were about. Um, and I thought he was outstanding. If you could, if you had the likes of him to bring in now, you know, that you'd be a whole lot stronger. But I'm just trying to think through the bench. Is there anybody else, a midfielder on the bench that we have available, or am I just drawing a blank? Um, I don't have I think the program in front of no. us the last day, but there's a shortage of midfielders there. Like Kill- Killian Clark is it's going to be probably not. He's playing out of position there as it is playing midfield. Possibly, but therefore, therefore, if Killian Clark is out, he's a big, big loss, Michael. Yeah, like I mean, I don't want to drag up an, another uh, conversation. It's probably for another podcast. But like Michael argue, and he 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 should have been developed into a midfielder. He's he's kind of been lost to Calvin football now, to, uh, uh, for whatever reasons. Hmm. He was played full forward, wing forward under under Terry, but like he he should have been given time to play midfield. And to develop into a midfielder, uh, but that wasn't that was never really afforded him that opportunity. So it is it is a debate for another day because it, while Michael argues it, to me a fabulous footballer, I'm not sure if the work rate was quite there for midfield at inter county level. But it, it, he takes an awful lot of boxes. The, the one he didn't take d- for me was he need to be a bit more aggressive. Yeah, but but I mean, 
Straight off, he's six foot five for a yeah. start, and he's he can cover the ground he, and he's good he, feet. He can cover the ground. He can kick points. Uh, like they have to say in basketball, you can't coach height, and there's something similar in, in for midfielders. You can't coach like when he. he I I would have watched him, let's say, playing under sixteen. I actually had him on, involved. I was involved with the under fifteen development squad that he, he he was on. So I saw him from a young age, and he was always a little bit raw, but he always had. You always looked at him and went, "Yeah, okay, there's serious potential there." Mm-hmm. Um, look, well, in his last year under twenty one, he was beginning to know how to play the role at intercounty level, for midfield at under under twenty one level. Uh, probably the the best run of mid games that he had at midfield in his right position, but he got drafted into the into the senior squad. In his, and he, his, no, his last year under twenty one would not beaten first round by Donegal. Yeah, it was the year, yeah. It was the year before. Sorry, the year before. The year before. Second, Sorry, last, second year, last year. Second last year. Yeah. Had him and Buchanan. Yeah. Both. And and Buchanan's another loss, but that's another. He played really well up in Derry, and Brian Fenton had to come on against Dublin uh, for Dublin under twenty is against Cavan Dollar in the semi final, because such was the the influence he was he was having on that game. So, you know, <coughs> when Fenton came on, they had a good battle. The pair of boys, you know. So, like that's. That's where he could have been going in terms of his development. Like he, 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 he's six five. Not only was six five, he had a massive reach, mm. huge reach. Uh, but he wasn't given time to develop. Like he was thrown into full forward, and playing wing forward in a role that the wing forwards were meant to be getting down the field. Like, he, and if he wasn't the wing forward that was coming back, was he the wing forward that had to be holding the line, like under Terry's system? So, like, I don't think he. He was never given a chance to play in his right position because Garode was seen as the midfielder and Mossicor was seen as the defensive midfielder. Now we have a situation where Garode is seen as a centre forward. So it's nearly, now would be the perfect time for him. If he had been given a time to develop, he'd be there playing as the main midfielder and you could play someone alongside him to, to play the defensive mm-hmm. role if you wanted. You know, it's not who says you need to have a defensive midfielder. Like That was just the system that the, that the previous management team was using. So... I just feel that he was he was thrown in and he wasn't developed, and there's a difference between game time and and and, and develop. Like none of his coaching would have been about how to play midfield. It nearly would have all been about how to f- fit him into the team somewhere else. It's it, I suppose, and it brings on a slightly bigger picture, though, Paul. Right, I know Michael argues gone to America this summer. Um, he wasn't part of the panel this year. To the best of my knowledge, last year he didn't play any championship. I don't think. No, last year so he powered a company with the panel after the, the National League, as far as I remember. So, the, where my point is kind of coming with is he would then this year be eligible to have played uh, Leinster Junior. And for the second year in a row, Cavan have opted out of Leinster Junior. And I know I'm going off on a little bit of a, a sidebar here, but, you know, surely that that's an opportunity to develop these players, to develop more players. And, and Cavan have opted out of it for two years in a row. Yeah, and Cavan are, are the one, well not the one county, but Cavan are a county with a, with a massive drop-off of players from their panel, um, most of whom would be eligible for that. So, I mean, you'd imagine, we're talking about, you need to bring all these players together and get them in a room and, and ask them, <laughs> better than that, get them in a dress room and get them to talk out and get them, maybe get the love of the jersey back with them. Yeah, I think... Yeah, like, imagine... imagine you can't get carried away with the junior, like, it, you know, it's it's a third-rate All-Ireland, let's be, be fair about it. 
Without a doubt, but but it's more it's 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 not the the winning it. It's it's the getting these players back into the system is the thing. Yeah, so and, and maybe giving an opportunity. I think so. I think I, th- I definitely think it's something that I'd be very very disappointed with. But Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over fifty years. A family-owned and family-run business. Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Um, you were asking earlier on, the spread is is Cavan minus three. Um, so, boys, as we kind of come to the end of, of our, our preview of the down game, would you go Would you go for it? <laughs> we have, we've spoken for two minutes about de- the down game. I'd say, Jamie, there. That's, that's because you keep going on tangents, I don't know. <laughs> what do you reckon, though? Will Cavan win it by more than three? I'd say that's probably... A cl- I think it'll be three points, three or four points, yeah. Well... well just to bring it back to the to the down game, right? Like, w- when Cavan played down in the league, there were two kind of strands of thought that were going around. One, down got through for a number of goals, Cavan were lucky to win the game, right? Yeah. The second thing that, that, that was sticking in my mind quite strongly was down w- w- made an awful lot of bad decisions. Like, they, they had this shoot-on policy decision where they got the ball. They just took shots from everywhere. Now, maybe that's just down and that's the way they always play, right? Uh and that's why they can go out and have a great day and they can beat a team out of nowhere and people go, oh, look, that's down football. They have the tradition. Maybe it's just that the players feel and they go out in the field that they can take these shots from anywhere. Mm. But it was real, real bad decision-making. And I remember thinking, if the management team were to sit them down and to point these things out there, there's a huge room for improvement among that group of players. So, you know, was it that down or wasteful or... Did Cavan? How well did Cavan play that day themselves? Because Cavan, on the other hand, were very efficient that day. But one of the things that they didn't do was they didn't press. There was a huge breeze blown and down pressed the Cavan kick out massively in the first half. Raymond Galligan was in goals, and I thought he did an exceptional job with the kickouts that day. And Cavan were able to, even though down were putting a huge press on it, Cavan were able to win more of their own kickouts than you would have imagined, given the circumstances where they were kicking into a breeze. Right in the second half. The, the the coin was flipped. The Cavan played with a, quite a defensive system that day, where they got more men back in the second half. It was a noticeable change. They didn't have the four forwards up there. They only really had maybe two in the second half. And Cavan didn't have the men up the field to press the down kickout. So Cavan ended up conceding all these kickouts in the second half to down, and that gave down way more ball than down should have had. And with all that ball, Down were able to keep themselves in the game, playing against the breeze longer than they should have because they had so much of their own ball from their own kick-out. So when we're talking about the systems, like I, if, if, if anybody watched the, the Down-Donegal game, I mean, it's as clear as day, you need to press the Down kick-out. Mm-hmm. Donegal just pushed four men into the full forward line and they put them under serious pressure. And they were one, they, they the man sent off after 11 minutes, but by the 20th minute, it was 20 minutes before Down actually went with a short one. And that was because they had a spare man at that stage and they were able to go with the short one. And from that moment on, Down got a foothold in the game because they ran the ball well. And because they can run the ball well, right? 
even though Donegal he got a score from that very first kick out that they won and even though Donegal had men back down are well capable of running the ball they're not one of they're a good enough team at at running the ball through a mass of defenders so like if if Calvin play with this ultra defensive system they're going to will they have the men up the field to, to to press, the, press down, kick the, out. to press the kick out. If they don't press the kick out, Dan will have the ball. We know Dan can run the ball. So this this might not be as low scoring game as as you, you imagine. But but will Calvin do that? Like I mean, if they, if they have any bit of cop on, they'll, they'll, the players themselves will be looking at the game against Donegal and saying the down Donegal game, saying lads, we need to press the kick out here. You know, the management team should mm. be saying we need to set our, we need to give ourselves a chance to press their kick out. And the only way they can do that is if they commit players up the field, which brings me back to the point about breaking quick up the field that we spoke about earlier. If they decide to have loads of men back and only two or three guys break up the field, they're never going to have enough men up the field to press a kick out if they if they kick a score. So there is a bit of method in, in the madness. Whether it's by design or not, I, I'd be... <laughs> yeah, so so it, it, you're, you're kind of question on it is will Cavan commit enough lads forward when they have possession of the ball to then try and win the to down kick out the and therefore kick-out. keep the pressure on down Correct. or are they going to try to counter attack get their score retreat yes. and 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 then try to counter attack again it'll, uh, it'll be very interesting actually that to watch they're, they're, they're not a like in, and Cavan throughout the league they they're not great at preventing score uh, scoring opportunities. They had their defensive system, whatever it was. They've added more bodies to it, but I, I would look at it and say it. There is no system there. It's just men back, and maybe one or two people have jobs. But I would question whether or not you know is it's, it, it's, it's a very clear defined role. Well, whether or not the role is whether there's any point to the player doing what he's doing. Like he, if people are standing here and I'm like saying that's great that you're standing there. Do you need to stand there if there is you know 13 other men around you? What's the purpose of you standing what, there? Yeah, how much value are that's you adding? That's great that you're standing there. Was that part of your comment? <laughs> yeah. How much value are you, uh, def- value are you adding to the system by d- by by performing that role like yeah. you know I can see I can see your point it's uh, yeah it, it's it's going to be it'll be very interesting actually on that actually to to watch Will Cavan push the down kick out and that's that's going to be a symptom of how Cavan want to attack and that, that'll be something that we'll have to watch closely well it's upon. interesting that Damien that, that when I did a bit with Darren McFeedy for the paper this week and the point he made I, I said uh, um, we get over we get over the, the the trouble and strife we had before, thanks be to God, that's all in the past. That's our peacemakers. Yes. For theirs will be the kingdom of... Was it, Mickey? <laughs> you the ghost of mass. Um, no, the, the, um, I said, look, what's it going to take to get to the Super 8s? What's the key? What's the difference between preparing for an Ulster Championship match where you've had kind of seven or eight months and the date is penciled in and a qualifier match where you get a week's notice or whatever it is? And he was saying it's consistency. A lot of people say it's momentum. He says you, you need to be consistent. Just perform and perform and perform and that'll get you there. And uh, it's it's interesting that that's the way they're thinking because consistency is an issue with Cavan and it's a massive issue with Darren as well, which makes this a tough enough game to call. Like if you look at the pick of Darren's form in the last twelve months, they've beat Monaghan in Championship, which is better than we. The form of a, a Championship win over Monaghan is better than anything we've pulled off in Championship in the last good few years. Um, they've also beaten Roscommon, held them to seven points in, down in the hide. I know that Roscommon had a man sent off, but that's better than 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 we've managed against Roscommon in a long time. 
they beat Tipperary as well. Fair enough, that was sort of a dead rubber because with the snow and all that, with the games we called off, it, that game was played at the end. But, um, you know, th- that's three good wins they've had in the last 12 months, which are comparable or better than anything Cavan have managed. So if Down can, can replicate that level of form, you know, there's a question mark there if Cavan can get up to that level. So it makes it, it makes it tough to call. And I am very surprised at the odds have that have down at, at uh, three, to three to one. one. I think it's huge. Yeah, I think it's huge. But um, all that said, I, I do still expect Cavan to win it. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to say I do. I I I can't overemphasize how I think how important I think Brewster Park is in this whole thing. I think that was a very smart play by by Cavan to. To push for Brewster Park, not well, Clonus. You know, I, I thought that. I presumed when I heard it was Brewster, because I know I heard from a, a county board official a while back, I asked him, uh, if Cavan get a home championship game this year, where's it going to be? And he said, oh, Clonus. Clonus We've yeah. designated Clonus. We've uh, already answered that question. But the evening before the Ulster final, I'm wondering, did Cavan have a say in it? Maybe Clonus was ruled out because there was no Ulster final there the next day. Maybe so, so maybe so. It wasn't yeah. a thing that Cavan waited up and said, no, let's go to Brewster. Good record there, and... You know, tight field and all. Well, that listen, stuff. I'm I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, okay. so I am, and say that they they, the they went and looked for it and and got it. So I think it was a good call. Um, so look, at we 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 wish the boys the very best of luck and tune into Northern Sound to be full live commentary Saturday from five o'clock. I just want to bring up one thing: the All County Football Leagues are are coming uh, to the final. Or four rounds in, in two divisions and two rounds to go in, in one division. But um, something that has been brought up with me a couple of times so far this year, Paul, was that um, so an email was sent out by the county board last night and it went out earlier on in the year basically stating that if you have a club function or you have a wedding on a club wedding, let us know about it and we'll try our best to arrange the fixture around that weekend to suit you. But the the effect of this on the opposition sometimes is is unjustified. So there's two examples that I've been given. Um, Drummley were to play Shercock, and it was meant to be on on a Saturday or Sunday. I'm not sure which day. And Shercock had a club wedding on on the Saturday, so it was changed to the Friday night, but without Drummley's consent. And Drummley, as a result, were missing five players who play soccer who had fixed the game on the master fixture plan for their soccer game for the Friday night, believing that the game for Drummolee was going to be on the Saturday or the Sunday. <coughs> and then Red Hills yesterday, this is today's Friday, yesterday, played Mount Nugent on a Thursday night. They, that game was meant to be on a Friday night. They were missing four players as a result of that game being changed to Thursday night to facilitate Mount Nugent. You know, is is that a fair process? Yeah, you were talking about this off air, and it's only now I'm realising that those games were changed without the consent of of the team, um, the, the opposition to the team who had the function. Like, I don't think that's fair. I'm involved in, in handball fixtures provincially and nationally, and when there's a basically it, it's set for a Sunday. So let's say Leinster play Ulster in handball, a round of handball All Ireland semi finals. It might be twenty matches in various grades. That that game is fixed on the floor for a Sunday. And it'll be Sunday, whatever. From the start of the year, it'll say it's Sunday the fifth of January, whatever it is. That game is that game. Leinster v Ulster, all Ireland semi-finals are on. But if one player makes a request, um, first of all, if you make a request to change it, you lose home venue. That's first thing. And the second thing is, um, it'll only be changed with the agreement of both players. If 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 they'll try everything, they'll play, go at home venue. They'll try and find the time. But if the time can't be found that suits everyone, then you go then, back to well, the you, you lose the game. You lose the game if you can't fulfil the fixture. And a, and a, a, 
uh, a new one can't be can't be found that is agreed on by everyone. Even if it's even if it's change of venue, then you lose the the game automatically. And like I mean, that's mm. the way it should be. Like you're talking about what what sort of um, this is getting us into a whole existential debate about f- football and how you know it doesn't mean it as much as it as it used to. Club football doesn't compared to what it did a few years ago. And I had this discussion with a man last night who who's a referee, and he was saying that. You know, refereeing fifteen or twenty years ago, like um, you could tell, it meant more sometimes. And he he gets the impression now sometimes it's it's a hobby and it's just a matter of getting it over and done with for league for league games and getting through it. Not every yeah. club, but some clubs. Don't know if I agree with that personally. I think fifteen years ago, I know fifteen years ago when I was starting training. Well, sorry, I wasn't just starting training. I was a few years in at senior level in Drumbley, but there there may be one or two lads who'd go for a pint after training and who'd go for definitely points after absolutely every single game and I'm not sure it meant as much to them the level of effort has gone way up so I don't completely agree with that statement but anyway yeah, well, I think that's just mirroring a, a general almost societal trend towards uh, gym and fitness and it's nearly a, an aesthetic thing in a lot of cases possibly well. yeah but, possibly um, but it, yeah it is it's, it's slightly unfair would, would yeah, that's, yeah, go on, yeah. sorry would that scenario be happening in, in, in Monaghan where agreement would be reached by county board on one team <clears throat> no, I think you can put in requests. All right, like I have to say that by and large, the the two teams have to agree before a game gets changed. Um, I'm trying to think. Something happened last year, but it was to do with a funeral. Uh, there, there, it's it. Both sides have to uh, agree to a request, but changes happen all the time. But with the agreement of of, of mm. both bo- clubs, well, if it's um, a big event, I think that's the important. But what I was getting at was, like, how big of an event does it have to be before you can change it? Like, <clears throat> like is it a? You know, I've heard of of teams with the afters of a wedding, and they're trying to get things changed and things like that. If it's something like a a wedding or something like that, even a dinner dance, like, you know that months in advance. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like probably my my opinion on it would be that if. If you have your request, and we we'll say for now, let's use Mullerhorn as an example that they have a wedding on in the, <coughs> the the third week in August on the Saturday, and there's club championship games meant to be on now. Basically, put it out there that you know Mullerhorn won't be playing a game on the Saturday of that weekend. So if the draw happens to land that that Mullerhorn play. Red Hills in in the championship game that well Red Hills are well aware at that point but I think it's it's the fact that Red Hills the the person from Red Hills who who mentioned this to me and Drummalee with the Sherlock one said that they weren't notified until the week before the game that this had been changed and it was too it's too I, if that's the case that's wrong that's not, yeah that's not good enough it needs it, it just needs a wee bit of attention I think by the county board to to make sure that all parties are are equally treated in in that scenario so. Um, Right, I think that's that's uh, time just to bring any other business boys now. Happy enough? Time for breakfast. <laughs> time for breakfast. I think he said he was buying us breakfast. Jeez, we'll <laughs> definitely go with that. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. Don't forget to check out our special um, All-Ireland winning Ladies on the 14 podcast, um, also available on SoundCloud. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 43